<laughs> oh wait, here we go. I got to fill in for JB. Man, degenerate magic. Mer, 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 mer. Yep. Blue players. Mer. Control. Mer. Why did you give me a Twitter link? I can't read Twitter links. Uh, don't send me TikToks. <sighs> Damn it. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 83 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts, I'm Matt. Over there we have Danny. What's up? And filling in for JB, we have... Big G joining us again. Back What's up? Back for the fight. La- late last minute add-in here on the on the card. This JB sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clipping that and putting that at the end. Do you listen to the podcast? Oh, I know you listen to the podcast at the end. What do you oh, think yeah. of those like little end clips that I always put in there just for like? I <laughs> dig them. They they make me chuckle. <laughs> just... I, I told you this last time. I'm in the podcast. I don't listen to you, this podcast. Yeah, but you got to listen about, to the What about end? when you're not in the podcast, though? Do you listen to the podcast? No. <laughs> well, then you can't use that excuse of you're in the podcast. You're not one of the Star Wars people. You haven't seen Star Wars because you weren't in it. You weren't in all of it. <laughs> but I don't watch it. So why would I? You don't have to watch the Twitch stream. Twitch stream is where it's at. There's so much shit. God, like when I listen to the when I listen to the re-edits and stuff, it's like there like a lot of the comedy just gets kind of like there's good comedy that I, that I leave in there and stuff, but like the vast majority of it sometimes has to get cut out for time's sake. It's like I can't let this be a 2-hour podcast. Well, you could. I could, but that's a lot of fun. You know the the easy way to make it a non 2-hour podcast? Stay on top. Get to that breakdown. <laughs> Before we get to the breakdown, we got to hear an ad from our amazing sponsor, JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming Now. Thank you for listening to This Week in MTG. If you would like to show support for us, you can check out our amazing sponsor, JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the Westacre Malls in Fargo, North Dakota. They are your one stop shop for all your magic purchases. They are always stocked up with Ultra Pro and Dragon Shield sleeves and playmats, Commander Precon decks, plus they have an abundance of booster boxes ranging from Amonkhet to Zendikar. JDubs also buys and sells Magic singles at competitive prices. Their display case and binders are full of format staples, hidden gems, and other cards for you to bling out all your decks with. With those cards you just bought or traded for, you can make a modern or legacy deck so you can play in the Weekend Discord League. Entrance is $10 and games are played over spell table. Links are in the show notes. When you reach out, make sure to let them know the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you. Now let's get back to the episode. Now, after that ad read, let's give you the breakdown. So, in place of JB, we have Big G. So it's going to be Big G's desk. No, Hell yeah. No booster seat needed. <laughs> God, this is gonna be. This is just gonna be so much. Or ladder shit. to get up to the booster seat. <laughs> Man, so that that stepping stool that JB has at his his house. That's his. We know yeah, that. Multiple purposes. <laughs> it's only that baby Boggle now learns how to climb it, but JB needed it first. 
That's funny because she learned it faster too. <laughs> God, I really hope JV listens to this. <laughs> so Big G is going to take you to his desk <laughs> and tell us about <laughs> the, the Keldheim Championships. We killed him. Uh, <laughs> we just killed Matt. Th- oh, then boy. after that, the next upcoming events. And then... Danny has some blockatogs for us. After yep. blockatogs, there's some card market updates, some stolen arts, and then the biggest thing is Strixhaven is upon us. So we're going to kind of like breeze through a lot of this stuff because there's a lot in Strixhaven to talk about. And then after that, uh, move to the finance section. And from there, we go to deck of the week, maybe if we have time. I imagine there's going to be a lot of Strixhaven talk. So we'll see how that turns out towards the end. Stick tuned. So from there, Going over the Keldheim Championships. Uh, first and foremost, I'm just going to run through the names and the decks they're playing in the order they are presented to me. And holy shnikes, names are hard. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So here we go. First attempt at the best attempt I can. Arnie Hushman Beth was running some Demir Rogues. Gregor's Kolowitz Gee. Is running Sultai Ultimatum. Jesus. Javier Dominguez. No. Dominguez. Thank you, Dominguez. Javier is, Dominguez. Is running to me. Holy wow. Words Names are, are thro- hard. Na- Holy crap. I've never done the event results. No wonder. <laughs> Poor, yeah. You, you understand JB's. I bad. do now. <laughs> All right. Teamer Adventures. And I'm just going to tr- go last names. That seems a little easier. Um, Mori is running some gruel food, and then Senhar Tamir Adve- or yep Tamir Adventures, um, Kamagawi yeah let, let's go with that one okay running some mono red aggro, and then the last two decks Ahsoka and Kuno Kunio yeah they're both running Saltai Ultimatum. So let's look at yeah let's look at the top four decks. So, Demir Rogues is running Lurus as its companion, and it's got some Thieves Guild Enforcers, four of them, Soaring Thought Thief, four of them again, Rune Crab, four of and Merfolk Wind Robber. Then we've got some, that good old double-faced Awakening card, two of, of one mind, running two of at the sorcery level, and then r- jumping into the instance, Got Mystical Dispute. Wow, okay, yep. Words are hard. Words are hard. Welcome to This Week in MTG. Hashtag words are hard. There's a reason why we always say that. I am going to (laughs) stop giving so much crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Two Eliminates, four Into the Story, two Heartless Acts, four Drown in the Lock, one Didn't Say Please, and one... Yeah, you didn't. I didn't have to. And one disdainful stroke. <laughs> and running into the lands, we've got three swamps, four fable passages, and th- four clear water pathways or murk water pathways, depending on how they played them. Castle Lockwain, one of, and then the Zagoth Triumph, and th- that's three of, and three temples of deceit, and six islands. You know, degenerate magic. Jumping in the sideboard, obviously we have Loros as the companion. One negate, three crippling fears, two cling to dust, 
three skyclave shades, two dead weights, one essence scatter, one disdainful stroke, and another mystical dispute. I don't know. What do you guys think about this one? I mean, I know Rogues has been kind of hitting up a lot lately as far as standard play goes. So this one looks pretty fun. I might actually consider it. I have most of the cards. Yeah, this was the deck that was run by uh, Arnie Hutch, uh, Hushenbeth. Yep. Uh, that took it down. This deck, it's very clean. He was definitely expecting to see uh, the Soltai the decks in here with having the multiple counters of Tensei's Please, Mystical Dispute, Disdainful Stroke, and then double up and doubling up in the Mystical Dispute and Disdainful Stroke negates and stuff to like really make sure that those Soltai Ultimatum decks did not cast ultimatum very easily i'm a fan of of one mind this is a card that's really good that's very effective in here because like you have a crab out or a, a rune crab or any of your creatures because soaring thought thief thieves guild enforcer they're both humans but then you have them out with a rune crab or the wind robber you're just drawing two cards for a single blue well and just looking at the mana curve too other than you know into the story which has a hey that you're Spell costs less. Everything's pretty cheap. So this deck busts out cards pretty quick. Yeah, and, and keeping Drown of the Lock in here, it's just Drown of the Lock is just super powerful in rogues because you're filling up their graveyard, you're countering everything, you're killing everything that they got. And then not only that, but you got Eliminates and Heartless Axe as well. And again, with the Sultai deck kind of being like the big, the big bad of uh, coming into this, uh, Sultai Ultimatum. And it's also very effective against uh, Gruel, uh, Gruel aggro decks. So, yeah, no, this deck looks good. Yeah. All right, we jumping through all eight, or we just want to pick our favorites? Eh, I don't know. We got, a, we got a lot of Strixhaven stuff to talk about. I figured all just right. talking about the champion would be dope. And then yeah, there we go. Going to anything else just, you want to talk about? Yeah, let's just talk about the champion. I'm, I am looking at it, you know, just looking at the top eight. I mean, Three Salti Ultimatum decks, uh, two Adventures decks, one Gruel Food deck, and a mono red aggro sneaking in. So, I mean, Danny's proud. That's the only deck I'd play. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, honestly, you know, you guys have heard me say it. I'm not much of a standard player anymore, but this new standard is kind of shaping up to maybe be something I'd actually jump into once in-person starts up again well, outside of Arena. Unfortunately, the meta is going to be changing completely after this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> there, There is one thing I do want to talk about, I guess, in those Sultai decks. Polucranos Unchained was the secret deck tech that uh, they put into the main board, uh, the, the Sultai Ultimatum decks put in the main board for against rogue decks because it's an escape creature that can oh, yeah. fight everything that they have, clear the board, because when you have Merfolk, uh, Wind Robber, the Daring Sky Thief, Soaring Sky, uh, Thought Thief, and all that, like those are the effect of milling cards. Like you just take them out with a Pelucrina. So one of those in the deck is not too shabby to get milled. And it's like you're you're drawing, you're ramping your thing out your deck, so the chance for you to get to a Pelucrina just by chance as well is pretty good. So yeah, yeah. All right, jumping over to upcoming events. We've got the Strixhaven Qualifier Weekend schedule. So the Strixhaven Qualifier Weekend, weekends, plural, will take place on the following days. The first up is March 13th through the 14th, which, uh, bummer, already happened for you guys. So we'll jump over to the April 10th through the 11th one. 
Ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> I think I broke Matt already. Just in the one. Oh, hey, look, there's the date. Um, <laughs> we break Matt every week. That already happened. Okay, moving down to next. All right, so in all seriousness, April 10th through the 11th is historic constructed. The finish of the top 1,200 Mystic ranked in limited or constructed for the March season are how you qualify from ranked play for that one. And then coming up in May on the 15th and 16th, that will be a standard construction constructed and then same qualifications except for in the month of April. Oh my God, guys, my screen says congratulations. I qualified. <coughs> Good job. Does that mean I qualified or is that a screenshot? <laughs> you qualified. Let us know. Nice. We'll, we'll give you access to stream. Stream it out for oh, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I can't click on that. <laughs> Shucks. Darn it. I was getting hopeful there for a second. And then, yeah, League Weekend. Uh, it's the pros. We already talked about that. So, all right, cool. Be excited for that to see what uh, strict saving cards are getting added in. Yeah, that'll be fun. What players are interested in. We're going to be covering over some strict saving stuff here later in the episode, so stick tuned. We save it for the end because we want you guys to listen <laughs> to everything else. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we'll give you the shit in the beginning and leave the good stuff until the end. Just so we can listen, just so you have to listen to our shitty voices. I'm just going to say shit and shitty all the time now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a shitty situation. Oh, Why don't you talk about the shitty situation in the BNR updates? We don't have one. Hey, there we go. So anyways. That doesn't seem shitty then. <laughs> well, it is, but it isn't. Because all the shit's been taken care of. So anyways, moving along to uh, Blog Talk of the Weeks. Um, or I should Blog Togs of the Week. So the first one we, come f- we get from CKB625. They asked a very important question that a lot of people are going to probably disagree with. I guess not really a question, but it is. Um, I realize the art of harmonize and faithless looting aren't for everyone, but I think it's great and motivates me to get that card, get those cards specifically. I hope Wizards knows that there are people who appreciate this kind of more adventurous art direction. And Mark replies back, I'm curious what people here think of art like the mystical um, archive faithless looting. So the... Art in question for Faithless Looting looks like it's been cropped on Windows or MS Paint. Oh, that one. <laughs> yep. Um, as a f- friend of mine was like, yeah, the, he absolutely just f- does not like it. You got to pull that up right the, there. The, for you, the, person, the person who does Faithless oh, yeah, Looting also up. did Harmonize. So it's the same art style. Uh, it's human um, realistic or realism, which the Harmonize one looks pretty amazing honestly the harmonized one looks better the faithless looting so is the one that's throwing me the, off the faith the faithless looting th- this is what i told my other friend the only reason it throws everyone off is because it's in your face i don't it's, know that is the only reason it throws people off because it is literally in your face it would have been better i think if they would have done the background the same way because yeah. that that's that's what gets people that's why it looks like it's photoshopped because the art in the back is different than art in the front. Well, it's it's the thing that does it. I think for a lot of people is I think you know, it's, it's the red. It's the real. It's it's like real human picture, 
and it's yeah, just the, like a the, single shade of red on it. And there's people that it's the um, oh god, it's the effect, the simulation effect or whatever, where it's yeah. like yep. it feels like it's Fake. <laughs> nothing, nothing. There, there's no shape to it. Yeah, it's the an AI being human. God, I can't remember what it's called. It's it's this it's this whole theory. I know the name. It, it comes up in so many different podcasts that I listen to. It's this, uh, God damn it, Uncanny Valley. It's the Uncanny Valley effect where it looks real but not real enough and our human brains find that uneasy. And that's where you get things like uh, the wax figures or the a- the new AI robots and stuff yep. like that. Like That's the best way to describe it to people who haven't seen The Faithless Looting. It kind of gives you, a lot of people are saying it's that Uncanny like uncanny Valley uh, feeling. It, it, hurt, it hurts your mind just to look at it. Me personally... I'm the person that's completely for this. You know, uh, I think it looks good. I'm hyped for it. So yeah, I like I I'm I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it. One of the things that he brought up to my friend brought up to me is like, if you look at the the finger holding the bowl, it looks like it's broken. Oh yeah, interesting. And and he could not get past that. But yeah, if if the I guess dress. Or even the robe top would have been within the same art style. I think. I think would have been would have been better because it, it literally is. It looks like it's photoshopped. Well, the thing is, but is it like, isn't. The person has shading and stuff on the sides. Like you can see that the arms are yep. shading. Like there's a yep. light, but then you got the, the it's, corset. This is a it's just a flat color. Yeah, with no with no texture to it. But I like it. It looks it looks good in my oh, opinion. Oh yeah, and it, but there's so many people online that are just bashing this saying oh, it's yeah, horrible sure. art and it's like to that uh, to those people that are saying it's horrible art and this artist should feel bad fuck you like this is art like i know oh, it's yeah. not for you yep. but you don't have to be like extremely negative and aggressive towards the artist in that in, in that way i'd say i completely agree but yeah that was this one thing that's like oh hey we were having this conversation at work and it's like yeah, i'm just thought i'd Bring everyone to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for, to, to quickly touch on the harmonized part of it as well, because it's done from the same artist, uh, Carly Mazur. Yep. The harmonized one looks good. It looked the the red, which seems to be the problem from the other one, has texture. multiple tones and it has texture. Yeah, it's, it's the shading. It makes it look like it's actually getting wear, worn and yep. stuff. And when it comes to, again, with the... Uh, the the Faithless Looting, it, it doesn't have like that shading and stuff on the side. And which, yeah. Which, like you said, you know what? It's not for me, but people like it. I don't personally like it, but that's just me. Yeah, it's, I like the harmonized one, but that's how art is. Yeah, exactly. One person loves it, the next person absolutely hates it. So this, yeah, it's, this week in art. That's why it's called art. Art is subjective. It is this week in art. So, uh, moving along to the next blog talk, it comes from John Paul Cardenas. He asks, uh, "Was there a concern about?" Uh, learn slash lesson being a mechanic or was everyone in agreement in doing it from the get-go mark replies back we have been actually working on this uh with inventions in Kaladesh, Kel- uh, so we have some experience with it with the learn and lesson mechanic wow. which which actually is what quite a few years old 10 years uh, I think Keladesh was. Keladesh isn't ten years 15. old. No, it's like oh, fifteen, it's sixteen. It just seems so much longer. There's so many sets it's between been, there. Well, that's the thing. It's been so many sets, and this was after I got a standard. Right. That's yeah. crazy to think that they've been working on something like learn lesson, and we're we'll cover the mechanic learn lesson because it's a new uh, mechanic specifically 
for Strixhaven. Quick kind of rundown on that to make sure you, so you can help understand. It's learn is a, is an ability on a spell that allows you to get a lesson card from your sideboard to put into your hand. It's kind of a way to wish or discard a card, draw a card. Yes, it does have that ability as well. If you don't want to wish out a lesson card from your sideboard, we'll cover or it here in the mechanic in the in the mechanic section. No, it's a me. You can choose to do well, nothing. Yeah, yep. You can discard or you can get the lesson. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you can't lessen, you'd possibly discard a card and draw a card. Right. Moving on to the news. No. No? Quickies. Oh, well, the, the news quickies. Get it right. It says news topics. But it says quickies. But you start with the main but it says overhead quickies. topic, nope. and then you go to the subtopics, nope, man. that's not how it works. That's what the This is not how it are. works in this chaotic episode of podcasts. All right, whatever. I'm just here. Yeah, exactly. I just work here. Sounds, At yeah, this point, it seems like I do. Might as well. I feel like I've been here a while. Been here longer than anyone else. I think I think you are now officially the most uh, featured on person. <laughs> aside from aside from us. What the heck are you scrolling for? He doesn't know. He doesn't even know. So for a play-by-play, Mads is scrolling through Reddit for some weird reason. We have no idea why. Even though he should apparently have everything hyperlinked I in the yep. notes. I thought I had this thing hyperlinked. This thing. Now I was going to spend an hour looking for it because you can't find are you, it. Are you talking about the cardboard marketplace? Yeah, the card the card market. Er. Do you just want me to do it? Because it worked for me. Well, no, I got it here. It's oh, just a Twitter, but there's like a... Uh, Okay, so we'll jump into it right now. So, <laughs> what the hell? It worked yeah. for me. Yeah, no, it works. But <laughs> there's there's more context on oh, that that makes okay. it uh, more understanding for the the selling purpose and stuff. So there's this article on Reddit. If I find it here, I'll talk about it. But what brought this to my attention is on Twitter. Card Market tweeted on the 27th, our team is working hard on resolving the issues we are currently facing and we are expecting to be back later in the afternoon. Thank you for your continued patience and support and we are tr- uh, as we are trying to resolve the matter. Uh, they don't go into too much detail on that about the matter, but what was happening is their servers were crashing and there were a bunch of uh, buying and selling that was getting stopped. And, and the card market card market is a European exclusive uh, service. It's like Card Kingdom, RTCG. Yeah, it's like all those, yeah. just for Europe and stuff. <clears throat> They've done a lot of things where they now have the the euro as one of their options to uh, price off of before it was just the pounds, if I'm not mistaken. We talked about it in a previous episode like three months ago. I think it was around December. Yep. And right now their servers, they've been, apparently their servers have been crashing, crashing and this is a big thing. Like they're getting a lot more people at, trying to access them and their servers aren't capable of handling it and... A lot of Magic players over in the EU are getting frustrated with this because, essentially, uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to be throwing shade or anything, but like allegedly, Card Market has like uh, a pseudo monopoly over there for like all card purchases. TCG player is there, but they all ship from America to card all overseas, and you know, shipping from America to EU, there are those higher shipping expenses, but inside, uh, inside European, the European union or how that whole, <laughs> the, God, the Brexit thing is so confusing. I don't know how to like properly word it and stuff, but like, because of that, like they are the source to be shipping cards. Um, our EU listeners, Dan, if you're out there, 
please send us a message. Correct me if I am wrong in any manner on this. Which you probably are. Most likely am. But uh, so the gist of it is, is like there are a lot of people that are losing faith in Card Kingdom because their servers keep crashing and stuff. But Card Kingdom did follow up on a tweet the next day. Card Kingdom or Card Market? Card Market. Thank you. Card Market. I'm so used to Card Kingdom because we got that in the US. I've never ordered off a Card Market. Because you can't. Well, I mean, I think you can. You just have to pay the shipping costs and stuff from overseas. And then it's like, why are you doing that? We yeah, could just go pointless. from inside the, inside America. So Card Market tweeted the next day, we are scheduled to be back on in the early afternoon. Thank you again for continuing patience and support as our team has been working to resolve issues. And there are a lot of people that are tweeting on about, uh, like, will it, stable, will it be more stable from now on? Card Market replied, we sure hope so, as we got the chance to upgrade our server infrastructure with the outage. And that's, and uh, it's just more of like highlighting this for any of our EU listeners. Links in the description down below for more of this. And I will find that Reddit article talking about the EU uh, market, uh, card marketplace and all that stuff to, to go over and send us feedback. We want to know. I'm, I know I'm personally curious about this. So Dan, do some research for us. Please. And thank you. Cause Matt won't sleep until it's done. I would say drink, but you may just drink cause you're worried about it. Me? Yeah. You anyway, moving along. All right, so another quickie in the news. If you guys have been paying attention to Twitter or anywhere, really, um, if you find anything, there has been a little bit of controversy over Crux of Fate, the the archive art, because it sounds like, and I watched the video earlier today, actually, and, I mean, this guy has a little bit of a leg to stand on Mm -hmm. with this, because, so, the Crux of Fate features Ugin and Nicobolus, you know, fighting it up on, on top of a mountain, it looks like. And the Nicobolus art for Crooks of Fate is actually very, very similar to a deviant art from the artist said back in 2016 is when he made this. And he goes into, you know, kind of adjusting how Nicobolus looks and other than maybe a few things that got changed like the head and the arm right arm Mm -hmm. and most of the body line up perfectly with this and there's just a little bit of alteration to like the legs and the left arm and i don't know this guy has maybe a little bit little bit to you know stand on and he tweets out here's the exact tweet should i be flattered he he but seriously mtg has been a major influence that developed my love for making art. And I've sent an application or por- slash portfolio to many times to Wizards of the Coast. Now somebody told me my art made it into a card. Ironically, in a somewhat stolen way. And there aren't too many um, replies from the original artist. Um, and it's at OMG Scary Pet on Twitter is his handle. And... Somebody commented on there, Jesus Christ, that sucks. Well, I hope it picks up and you at least get followers you deserve. The artist here on Twitter, the artist is here on Twitter, but I don't know if I'm tagging them is the best idea. Should I? 
And then he replied back, hey, I'm not really looking for confrontation, but a few other people have said that that they messaged the artist. But thank you. I just posted this hoping that other artists in par- other artists in particular might get some insight about such incidents. So it, and I haven't seen, I don't see anything on the, on the, on the uh, feed from Wizards of the Coast or anybody that looks like they're affiliated with Wizards. You know, a lot of people are, you know, like, hope you notice and get work for this, you know, sorry to hear it. So it sounds like a lot of people are rallying behind this guy because, I mean, you go through the video and you just watch it. It's one minute and five seconds. And other than those few couple of things we talked about, everything lines up pretty well. And, I mean, at least give the guy a little bit of credit. But, yeah, no, I mean, this is interesting. So hopefully this shapes up for this artist and maybe he'll get some work and we'll get to see some of his work on future cards. There is more to this as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. All uh, right. Adding into this. So this went further into Reddit uh Reddit has a lot of information, a lot of people that are uh, sleuthing through stuff. And uh, on Twitter, through Reddit, there's a link to Twitter accounts at Carid, Carade Art, Carade Art, Carade, Carade Arts at C A R A I D A R T. And they, it's two tweets here. The original tweet is: I deleted my comment comment showing the likeness between. The cards Ugin and Raymond Swanland's version, I believe it's clear enough the elements of this card are directly lifted from other work or works. Yours is by far the most obvious though, and I hope they'll be a fair solution. They retweeted it saying, in case anyone was wondering where it went, the post rather took off and I didn't want to be personally involved in the matter to that extent. Anyone with editing software can make an overlay and judge the match themselves. And I'm confident that Wizards is aware of the issue by now. And this is talking about the Ugin part of the art. So the uh, Raymond Swanson version, uh, Ugin art that they're talking about. That's the the borderless one out of M21, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that one looked pretty similar, too, when I was looking at the card. Going to pull it up here. Yeah, that really does. I mean, it has similar aspects to it. Yes. So, we're looking at it from the M21 art and, like, how... I don't know, actually, with this one. is I don't think there's much to so do with this. That's no. that's the thing, with though. Like, yeah, the, watching the video, the Nicol Bolas is identical that is literally photoshopped to look a little bit different. Just being the devil's advocate, these characters have their set look. You're not wrong so, on that one, but I mean... So I, I, and I understand I'm, you're I, playing the devil's advocate. I'm just playing there, devil's but, advocate. Uh, obviously, the video shows Nicol Bolas uh, is no, literally not. identical. I just looked. The artist from the, the Portals version <clears throat> is not Ryan or uh, Raymond Swanland. It is the OG Ugin art. So if you look at it here, you kind of see the wings and the arms just kind of like opened up and yep. one is bent. And over here, it's just kind of like mirrored. Okay. The, the wings are a little further away instead of closer and stuff. Like you yep. can see that they're yeah. spread And out. I, th- I think I saw while I was scrolling through and the guy says this one's more evident. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the the nickel bullets, like the head being an exact match, the arm being an exact match, and in the in the video, in the main part of the body, the, the, uh, yeah, the torso get, is exactly the same too. But they did say that it there were design differences on there because it has the deviant arts uh, watermark over yeah. where the chest is. Yeah, and there's this is all alleged. Nothing has continued on about this. 
uh, no one, uh, the, the artist in question for it, Jason Flex, Felix, Felix, Jason Felix has not commented to anybody yet. And Watsi hasn't made any public announcements as well, but there was something that was brought up we would like to talk about here in the Wizards of the Coast fan content policy. So uh, they are, the biggest thing with Wizards is they are continuously amazed. This is a quote from their policy here, which was updated in November of 2017. Wizards of the Coast are continuously amazed by our community's creative creativity and engagements. We love that you enjoy creating and sharing fan content. Uh, that's the stuff that you make, and we want to encourage you to continue and create and share. Uh, you probably have a lot of questions on what you can and can't do with Wizards Intellectual Property IP. So we summoned our law majors to put together a fan content policy FAQ. We hope that you understand that any restrictions to this fan content policy are intended to protect Wizards and its games. We've got to protect our IP if we want to keep the lights on. In short, your use of Wizards IP in your fan content is governed by the same rules you learned on the playground. Share freely, keep it clean, and don't hurt others. So there are multiple different like, subsections of this but one of the big ones that are here it's, it's uh the first one is free make sure it's free uh you can't get like payments and stuff if you're making fan contents and stuff like uh survey download subscriptions email registration to be able to access this kind of content uh you can't sell the licensing of that fan content to third party types and stuff like that but the big one here is the number is the third one uh please don't hurt others please respect others ip other people's ips so uh the number three thing here is don't hurt others please respect other people's ip if you don't have the rights to use another person's stuff in your fan content don't if we learn that your fan content also includes other people's ip e, uh, example crossovers and mashups without their permission we may ask you to take it down so this is the thing jason felix the 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 evidence is showing that he took the IP of somebody else to profit off of clearly by having to be in the mythical art or the mystical archives here. And so, yeah, this is a, a developing story, I guess, as we continue this. And it's just very interesting to see that this is going on. All right. You want to do a hot take prediction? Hot take prediction. Hold on that thought. Holding on the thought. Wait. Oh, yeah. Almost got away from me. I got it now. I got it. Okay. Hot take. What's your hot take there, Big G? Know. My hot take prediction is the resolution of this will be somehow along the lines of like a 50-50 between the deviant art artist. Um, I didn't even get his actual name. Uh, scary. Scary, scary pet. But at I, OMG I didn't scary know pet, if yeah. it showed off his real name. But hopefully he gets at least a little something. But I would think if they find out that it you know is taken from his stuff hopefully it he gets at least 50 percent because i mean 50 percent of that art is his from the looks of it so yeah this is this is a tough thing to to go through i, I don't know my exact hot take like a lot of a lot of uh, yeah let's think this it's very it's very I'm not a fan of people taking other people's content. I want to say that here and now. If you take someone's content without their permission or anything like that, that's kind of dickish of you. Like artists are workers that do this stuff. We got all of our art and stuff for this week in MTG commissioned. 
I, appre- I, I appreciate artists to all degrees and stuff. And it's like, this seems, I don't know, like, I don't know the artist community, but this seems like one of those like underhanded kind of stuff. Like if, if at any point Jason Felix admitted, you know, there's like some inspiration or something there, but at the same time, my brain is thinking like, is there enough amount of plausible deniability? Because, you know, it's like bolus, there's, I don't know, like, is there only so many poses and stuff to have of Nicol Bolas before, you know, there's like a couple that just kind of sit the same. The thing, the thing that is different definitely about this is like the hand, the curves, the head, like those are very compelling to show. Like these seem like a a cut and paste with like a little bit of adjustments in the coloring and the tone and stuff. And it's, this seems like the, Hey, can I see your worksheet for the assignment? (laughs) Sure. Just don't make it the exact same type of situation. Back to high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I actually do have another quickie to jump in for those who are listening live. Um, you have one day, 13 hours, 50 minutes, and so many seconds to jump on the Black is Magic um, secret layer drop. I just got my email today reminding me for yeah. the last call. So for those who are listening live, and by the time this one gets out, Make it it's quick. probably too late. What, what, what day is it done? Well, it'll be tomorrow. Done. It'll be done one day, thirteen hours. So oh, yeah, yeah. by the time you get this posted, maybe, maybe you might, if you you're might one have, of the early morning listeners like you, me, you might have two hours. You got time. <laughs> might have two hours. Okay, that was that was that was that was my oh, additional quickie that got added. That's perfectly fine. That that, that uh, art quickie was a little more than just a quickie. <laughs> But oh, Danny, we didn't get your hot take. Quick, hot take. Make yeah. it quick. What's your hot take on what? The artist, the whole artist stolen art. What do you think's gonna go down? What are your quick thoughts in two sentences or less? Um, I believe Watsu won't do anything. Ooh. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think they'll do anything. We we've got the far one. We've got the far one, and I'm in the middle. Cool. There we go. All right. Cool. Hot takes from all three of us. Mainly because Hasbro won't do anything about it. Yeah. Watsy might, if they they actually do any investigations, they might just ban the artist from ever doing anything ever again. Yeah, here's the thing. In that rule three of their content policy, they, they do say, we may ask you to take it down. And it's like, this is in a different realm of where it's, this is actually on a card now. It's not an art piece of art on the internet. They have printed this into so much product. I, I don't think Wizards will do anything unless the original artist goes after the plagiarism. I think that's it, the only that's the only way Wizards will do anything is if they have if they're stuck within the court battle. Yeah. 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 As soon as, as soon as legal Because once money's yeah. involved, they'll they'll actually do something, but if the artist doesn't do anything about it, they won't do anything about it. Does this say anything on Watsi? Are they obligated at any point to, you know, like check one's homework? Like they technically when aren't. When yeah, so there's nothing that Wats well, I mean, yeah, Watsi's done nothing on this. Like what are they supposed to do? Like reverse image search and stuff on art, I guess? I don't know. Like so, how far do you go for something like this of an art that was plagiarized and it's now in a card that has nothing thousands like of copies now? Like right? I said, nothing will happen unless the original artist has proof beyond doubt in court of law to get it changed. Here's, I guess, another take on this. Like, if anything will happen, I believe it's going to be like the uh, 
Godzilla Death Corona thing, where first wave of the product is going to have this original crux of fate art. Second wave, they're going to have a, a completely different art in there. It's either that. that, that that's like the extreme. It's either that, that they would do or that. they cross off the artist name. I don't, know if, I don't know if they do the cross off the artist yeah. name. Just, remo- just, re- so. just remove the artist name. I don't know if they can do that, though. Like, if they still have still, the art. They still have to give credit. Yeah, because if, if Watsy takes off the name of the artist, I feel that that's going to that's gonna put Watsy in the wrong. Their easiest thing that where they are, like, wiping their hands and appeasing to the player base is just completely changing. I suppose. Like, again, with, I, I feel it was definitely more prominence and by the time that you know wizards caught the death corona godzilla card that's you know it was when COVID that, was happening they that, saw this that was, they had plenty of time to prep that was up. just like, we a don't know very freak accidents freak well because the, the main the main move is called corona breath so right i mean people calling COVID 19 coronavirus i mean that's eh, it's a happy coincidence well not happy but right. it's a coincidence yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Event. Yeah, there we go. Unfortunate. Well, I definitely think Watsi, if anything, their move that they would do is get a completely different art. It's going to be expensive and all this stuff. Second wave, maybe. That's that, that I guess that's where oh, I lean yeah. on that. So. But we, we, we have stayed on this quickie way too long. Have we, though? So it's no longer a quickie. Right. It's a medium-y. Anyway... With Strixhaven spoilers season upon us, uh, we have some reviews, I guess, we're going to start talking about. Uh, We'll start things off with the magic stories for Strixhaven. They will be twice a week with one following a main story arch and the other a sub arc. Links will be in the description below. Right now we have uh, three stories out at the moment. I think the main one is following... Uh, Professor Onyx right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the many memes I've seen <laughs> of uh, Garrett coming and killing her. <laughs> yeah. Coming to pick up the twins from school and it's like they're driving uh-huh. by. Driving by. I so, haven't seen I haven't seen, seen that oh. one. Oh, it was so good. Because it was like Liliana leaving Strixhaven and it, it's uh, it's a picture of, have you seen? The Umbrella Umbre- Academy. Umbre- Umbrella yeah. Academy where it's um, Elliot Page, not Elliot Page. Uh, what's his name now? the uh the violinist from yeah. there uh, they were looking at their brother that time travels as he's driving the other way and brother that time travels is a guru can stuff if i if, if i have time to put the link in the description you'll you'll, you'll see it there or or um rowan and will bringing garrick to parent teacher <laughs> conference <laughs> yep <laughs> you witch i'm going to kill you it's so good or I will so kill you. Good. All right, I've got deck of the week just inspired by that. There we go. Boom. Garrick and Lily deck. It's a good guy. Halfway there. I'm excited now. Okay. Halfway there. So from there as well, there are previews that are happening. We'll cover some of the cards here at the end maybe. We'll see how that turns out. But right now, uh, the kickoff has begun already. We'll keep it linked in the description down below where you can see where cards are getting spoiled. We have a bunch already. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I'll just rattle off a few. 
uh wizards magic instagram story is gonna have a preview card amazonian cedric phillips daily mtg face-to-face games masters of modern and ricky for the win voxy so those are the places when this episode comes live on wednesday well tuesday night wednesday morning uh you'll be able to look at them there but links in the description below below so you can see who, uh, links in the description down below so that way you can see who if any of uh magic content creators of that you like to follow has a preview card so if people like us enough we might be getting a preview eventually in the future yeah buddy i don't know that's when you know you've made it is it though I have thoughts on it. It is, we'll, though. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that at another point because I have some. <laughs> Watsy doesn't know you unless you've made it. They won't Dude. give you a preview card. I don't want pre- I don't think I'd want a preview card. Why from not? Them. Like, what, what good does it do? You get to see it first. Exactly. First. Who? How many people, when you comment. Okay. All right. Are we, are, are we going here? No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> okay. Just keep moving forward. There'll be a soapbox keep later. Moving forward. <laughs> Hit me in the Twitters if you want the soapbox. But we will, Matt. God, that was a close call, Danny. <laughs> I was trying oh, to get him off topic so I can help You visit. led me into it. You wanted this to happen, Danny. The way that you were just like. I have no I idea a, what you're talking about. I got about. a carrot. I got Son a carrot. A and then all of a sudden, <laughs> no, you're going to try no, and swing Niv, the stick. Niv freaking miss You're going to swing the stick. Matt, but at my soapbox, Matt, I was going to come up, grab that stick, Matt, and then so whack get, it so off he, with it. Matt, get here's, off of your soapbox, soapbox. He, okay, fine. Here's the thing. I give him I give him like a 50-foot <laughs> leash, and the moment he gets like 49, I yell, Niv, miss it. <laughs> and here we are. And Still. then he runs and chokes himself, and then yell, Niv, miss it again. I'm at the point of being blue-balled at, the moment, be, at, at this moment because Matt, this Niv, miss it. enough time for my God soapbox. Damn. Niv, miss it. Take a drink and keep moving forward, damn it. Then take us forward, we're Big G. This is your We're part. not drunk enough for this. Oh, we're... T- oh, son of a bitch. You're it green. is my part. My bad. My bad. God damn it. So that's what I say anyway. That's on me. That is on me. So talking about the Strixhaven School of Mages Mechanics. We've got lessons learned. We've already talked about that a little bit. So that one of the new mechanics coming out is learn. So here is how the mechanic works. It'll be on certain cards. Not all cards. So learn. You may reveal a lesson card from your own... Or a lesson card you own from outside of the game and put it into your hand and discard a card to or, draw. Or discard a card to draw a card. And then lesson cards are just sorceries. Well, not just sorceries, but it looks the one that they have up here is expanded anatomy. And it is a sorcery lesson. Put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. It gains vigilance until end of turn. I'm thinking they're all going to be Sorcery speed. That's what I'm thinking too. Looking at a because couple of them, I, I don't I don't foresee the lesson being able to be an instant. I think they do I actually think, have an instant. I think that's the only. I think they may have the lesson ability on an instant, or the learn ability on the an learn, instant. The learn the learn ability is on list, instant. Lessons are going to be sorcery. And from the ones that are previewed as of right now, well. So lesson or learn is on a sorcery as well. Yep. But it looks like all the lessons that have been released. Nope. 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 Yep. Keep going. It looks like all of them that have been released are sorceries. So interesting. They will all be sorceries. It looks as of right now. The, there has to be one that's going to be instant speed. Not going to lie. I, there I, has to be. We why? haven't seen. 
Because it's Watsy pushing the power level of stuff. But like what's, that 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 would be a break, I think, within the mechanic. I think they might have did a quick fix when they learned their lesson from Companion. Yeah. yeah. So I don't so I don't I don't foresee don't, lesson ever being an instant. We could be wrong in the future, but we it, as of right, well, right now, now the information I, I, we have, it's all sorceries. So yeah. all right. One of the other new mechanics that's coming out is called Magecraft. So whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, this happens. So it could be draw a card. It could be this creature gets plus one plus O until end of turn. Imagine landfall, but with instances and sorceries. Yeah, storm. Pretty, yeah, yeah. I'd say more. It's it's, it's, it's more, more more of a storm. I think. No, I'd say it's more of a spellfall. So landfall, well, but spells. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I suppose. Because it's not caring about how many you cast. It's just. Did you cast it? Okay, cool. This happens. Well, it's the thing is though, <laughs> like the one I Matt would have kept that up. Oh. Um, it's the fact that whenever you cast a or copy an instant sorcery spell, oh, this is uh, is it Eager first year? Eager, Eager first year. Uh, Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, Eager first year gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. So. It's it not, do, it does matter how many times you've cast something. It does, but but it, it, the, it's, it's, the mechanic yeah. itself is more of a landfall mechanic, yeah, I right? Suppose, yeah. But storm does pair well with this because of the the the, the copy yep. cast or copy, and storm yeah. does this thing. We're gonna probably cover one of the uh, think. There's the Golgari, uh, Golgari mage. Well, uh, Witherbloom <laughs> mage that pairs very well mm-hmm. with uh, tendrils of agony. Uh, Tendrils of Agony Agony is a sorcery that has Storm. So for each spell that was cast before, you make a copy of that spell and put them on the stack. So for each copy of that gets put on the stack and Magecraft triggers, which is super cool and going to be interesting for those eternal formats like Legacy and Commander. Dum-dum-dum. All right. It's like, hey, we're going to put Storm with Landfall. (laughs) And they had a kid. It's called Magecraft. I'm excited to see people. Did you let this happen? How did this happen? <laughs> Danny, you're supposed to be the floodgate there. You're supposed to tell them <laughs> to miss it. <laughs> All right, moving on anyway. to the next new mechanic we have coming out of Strixhaven. Is it a new mechanic or is it finally a card getting an evergreen keyword or an ability getting an evergreen keyword? I don't know. I think Magecraft would be more so than evergreen. I mean, uh, yeah, they have it, but this is the one that they uh, like. Yeah. This is the evergreen keyword okay, that right, now fine. has a word. <laughs> Whatever. Word behind it. Okay. It officially has a term now. It's called Ward. Um, so Ward is a triggered ability. Whenever a permanent with Ward becomes the target of a spell or ability, an opponent controls counter that spell or ability unless the opponent pays whatever the cost is after the word Ward. So if it's two, you pay two. If it's three, you pay three. Or there's other ones where it's like Or life card. or pretty much anything that can be a cost. It's an important to note that any spell or ability controlled by an opponent can be affected by ward. This includes aura spells, triggered abilities, and anything else that targets a permanent with ward. Spells and abilities that don't target won't cost to trigger. So, board wipes. Anything that has you sacrifice. All the other ways around hexproof. Anything that says each, like my mono red deck. Yep, yep. So this is like uh, Frost Titan was the first thing that popped to mind. Frost Titan has this ability yeah. when it gets target targeted, uh, you pay two. Or there is the Cons of Tarkir enchantment that I, or Dragons of Tarkir enchantment that I can't remember off the top of my head. It's three and a blue, but 
the second ability is creatures you control have ward now and uh, unsettled mariner should be errated to have yeah. ward giving all your stuff ward how yeah. that's worded well, I should know that. Yeah, this, this, I this, play this. it in my decks. God <laughs> oh, damn it! It's gonna be important to you, there, Big yeah, G. Yep. Yeah. So all my allies have Ward One now. It's not bad. No, Ward is super cool. I like, I mean, we 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 we've seen with Unsettled Mariner, it's a powerful effects in tribal effects. And now Oof. that they're gonna be putting these onto cards in a set where it's more clean, like this of. Ward 2, Ward 3 Life, or stuff like that. I'm excited to see more of this uh, in future cards and seeing what they got errated. I don't think... Uh, they ha- they haven't dropped uh, an errated article yet where they show all cards that have been errated with this new text. Oracle text. I don't think they'll do that until after the set's been released. Probably. Yeah, yeah. as soon as it's fully spoiled is when they'll probably do <laughs> that. Because it's so. like, hey, we're spoiling this, but we're going to errate everything right now. Yeah. Which... St- st- Stick tuned. Listen to our listen to us in a couple of weeks when this comes out. <laughs> Honestly, I saw a blog talk about about everything being errated with Ward. I imagine it's a very big list. I mean, if we did a, I wonder. Oh, hold on. I think Mark was like, I'm pretty sure it's it's when or it was like more of a, like a when or if kind of questions. Like it's more of a when. Yeah. Um, All right. So, if. so while Matt's looking that up real quick, the last quote unquote new mechanic is modal double faced cards. It's not really a new one, but each of the Strix Haven's five colleges has a modal double-faced card featuring its two dens. So, is it, or not, is it Boros has one? Yep. The enemy colors, yeah. The enemy colors all have a modal double-faced card that each have a creature on each side. So. Yep. They're all legendary. Yep. So, hello, Commander. This is super cool. So, yeah. It's really interesting. I dig it. Um. I dig the new modal double face cards. They look really nice. I mean, I like them. They're super powerful. Like this is this is just split cards on steroids. You know, you could do one or the other. All right. Danny, I think it's you. Yeah, I'm pulling it out. Oh, okay. You're pulling it. Wait, wait you're pulling it out. Yes. Oh, nice. Pull game is strong. No, it's not. This will get Wade really going. I have two kids. Yeah, pull I was gonna say you're pulling. Not that good. Not good at all. I'm in it till I win it. <laughs> oh Clip. Or, That's clipped. Or lose it. Either way, I'm not a quitter. Work that sphincter. Anyway. Oh my god. Just just read what you need to read. <laughs> you volunteered to be part of this podcast. I know it was a last minute poor decision on my <laughs> part, I feel tonight. Hey Big G, you just want to be on the podcast? Yeah. Let me and talk. now he's sitting here. Ah, oh, shit. I regret God, this now. I could God have been at home not could, dealing with this bullshit. I, I could just be listening to this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Strixhaven School of Mages product overview is what we're going to be going over now. Um, I don't know how much we want to go over this. So Give us just the highlights. The highlights. Points. The good highlights. Okay. Well, again, we'll have the set boosters with Strixhaven. Same breakdown for each pack as the last few set boosters. They're trying to tell a story in them. Yep, they're good. Buy them. Draft draft boosters just like every other set ever. They always Yay. they always have to have draft boosters because they didn't. Who would draft or how would you draft? With the set would you boosters. draft or would you make cubes out of them? 
set booster draft. Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, collector boosters are back again. I don't mm. think they'll ever go away. No, this is just how it is from now on. Yep. This is life now. So with this one, since there's a fancy chart here, I'm going to go over it. The, the Strixhaven Collector Booster Contents. You are getting one Foil Edge Mystical Archive, rare or mythic, one Foil Edge mis- Mystical Archive, uncommon, one Foil Mystical Archive, borderless or extended art, rare or mythic, uh, Foil Mystical Archive, uncommon, extended art or borderless, rare or mythic, extended art, commander, rare or mythic, one Foil Lesson Card, could be common, uncommon, rare or mythic, Foil single or double faced art, art, um, wow, rhythmic. Uh, it's a uh, mythic or rare. Two foil uncommons, five foil commons, and one foil double sided token. Yay. Yay, more Pringles. So, the cool thing here that we should probably talk about with the product, or hold on, is it going to be talking about the Japanese stuff here at the end? I'm scrolling down just to make sure. Okay, no, it doesn't have the, uh, Japanese specific cards. So the Mystical Archives has uh, Japanese only versions as well. Yep. The only place that you can get these Japanese Mystical Archives is in Japanese draft boosters, set boosters, but you can get them in the American collector boosters. It says right here as well, there is a 50% chance of the Japanese alt art variant Mythical Archives in collector boosters in the foil Mythical Un- archive uncommon slot and in the foil mythical archive borderless or extended arts for rare or mythic there may be they don't have a they don't have numbers for that but there may be a japanese alt arts variant in there in, in that it's very rare but you do have a chance to get the japanese only in american collector booster packs otherwise you have to go out like what you did for the war war of the spark to get the japanese alt yep. arts You'd had to go to the Japanese altar boxes to get those. Yep. Which, honestly, is where the good art is right now, honestly. <sighs> Oof, yeah. uh, finances is going to be a hell of a thing when these cards come out, that's for sure. But, I mean, like, if I feel that we could draw some comparisons to the Ward of the Spark alternate art. Cause, uh, so, essentially, the Mythical Archive is Strixhaven's showcase border for, for their cards. But they're exclusive, only non well, they reach for everything not just all strictly in standard there are standard cards and stuff in the mythical archive but i imagine if we look at prices there 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 probably be more uh more mythical archive cards out now than there were for the japanese war of the spark because yep. there's set boosters and draft boosters and in collector boosters there's three different pro- and then of course you get them in the japanese collector boosters as well but the only a uh, way to again in America, uh, uh, English version collector boosters. You have a chance to get the Japanese in there, but so there's multiple different ways that you're getting this card as compared to War of the Spark, which was only in the draft boosters that they had. So maybe mythical archive cards are not going to be as expensive as people are are expecting. So if you're pre-ordering a card for like twenty bucks, they're still going to be rare. Yeah, well, yeah, they're still going to follow rarity. But again, the fact that the, all these cards are out here. There's so many different product that people are going to be opening on different levels. Like, you know, the the whales are going to be getting the collector boosters ranging from the Japanese to the English versions. And uh, the, you know, the, just the Joe Blows like us are just going to be getting sets and draft boosters. But, you know, if we can splurge out 
if, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, the War of the Spark draft boosters, those had a premium here. Like, they were more than a normal draft booster. Not by, not by much. Yeah, it was like a buck or two. Yeah. So, uh, the, 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 it was mentioned on Weekly MTG last week if uh, where, where people in the States can get uh, the Japanese draft boosters. You can get them. It just depends on your store's allocation. So if you have an LGS nearby, you can please go talk to them and see what their allocations are for getting Japanese boosters in. If you have, I mean, you'd probably be able to find it on like Twitter and or, uh, Amazon and stuff as well. Or Card Market or TCG. Exactly. So so anyway, moving along, so this might went on Rampage. <laughs> Filling uh, you with information. We also are getting some theme boosters with Strike 7. Uh, one, I guess, one per college or class. Well, they've, they've done this with like the Ravnica guilds yep. and stuff too. So. Yep. Yeah, so basically one for guild. Pre-release packs are coming back again. Uh, these are going to have... This is, the, this is this, the juicy one. This yeah. this will break down for you. Once you figured out which college you would like to enroll with, you might suggest obtaining a pre-release pack. Each pack is aligned in a particular college and contains everything you need to start your semester. Also, everything you need to build a sealed deck inside each pack you will find. One college booster containing a rare or mythic rare guaranteed to match your college chosen college, three uncommons, nine commons, and two tokens. You also get five booster packs, or draft boosters, one year stamp foil rare or mythic rare with a new stamp, Oh, have we seen images of what the new stamp looks I like? I do not believe so. Oh, I'm excited to see what this is. Then, um, we will have highlighted there. You yeah. also get one college themed spin down. Yeah. So each college is going to have a new spin down, which is pretty sweet. Uh, one insert portraying a piece of the campus map. Ooh. And one reusable box with divider. Just like every normal pre-release pack. Yep. So if you and your peers choose to enroll at the same time, we highly suggest playing some games over webcam, spelltable.com, make use of the powerful arcane spells and make webcam magic very simple. One needs not one needs not possess a webcam. You only need to use your phone. Uh, we are also getting commanders for each school this year. Um, Guys, I'm going to go back to school. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this will be a lot like... Um, Icoria. Each yep. each one has a yep. each one has a cool, the cool notable thing about this is there will be a life wheel in here, which uh oh no, I think it yeah. Yeah, which it's, is, that's just gonna be the the, the, the two paper thing. with the wheel. I thought, it, I thought it was gonna be the, the clicker thing the clicker no, dial no. thing there. No, uh, those will only come out in the special ones. Damn. No. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Unless you want to get uh what is it? The board game. Oh yeah, the uh anthology. Yeah, anthology or the Oh, crap. What is that? I have no idea. Just Path of the Planeswalkers or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, bundles will be back again, or if you're old enough, the fat, fat packs. packs. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what we can expect with this set. So, uh, with that being noted, quills down, everyone. After this list, you may consider yourself a bona fide Strixhaven major. Woo. If you'd like to further your studies, you can expect more in the upcoming Planeswalkers Guide to Strixhaven. Please return to the Biblioplex where you, when you are done, class is dismissed. Class is d- dismissed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Words are hard. I've had a few drinks. Uh, Actually, I'm not that drunk. I'm just 
words are hard for me normal. So with the the pre-release and stuff, uh, check with your LGSs to see if they're doing webcam, uh, doing webcam pre-release pre- releases and stuff. Yep. There, uh, there are still no in-person sanctioned events. We're going to be getting an update here in the next couple weeks from uh, Wizards Play Network. If there's going to be a change, my my guess probably is not. probably not coming until September October. Right. Yeah. That's that's what she holds your seat in for. Just just for the end of the year. Or the start of the new year. Right. Shots are getting in people's arms, folks. We're getting there. Shing, shing. All right, moving on, Matt. <laughs> moving on, Niv Mizzet. Okay, so now we have how to collect Strixhaven. This article is from Mike Tyrion. Uh, it goes into, uh, it goes into getting the archive cards, the Japanese cards. I covered that a little bit. Uh, so the mythical archive cards, this is where we're going to learn more about them. They're all instances and sorceries throughout Magic's history. They're exciting that we made sure that every Strixhaven set and draft booster has at least one mythical archive card. Each collector booster will include at least three mythical archive cards. There are 18 uncommon, 30 rare, and 15 mythic rare mythical archive cards. The inclusion of the mythical archive cards in Strixhaven doesn't change the formats in which these cards are legal. So. For example, one of the cards is Duress. Uh, it is currently legal in Standard due to Core 2021, but the inclusion of Duress as a Mythical Archive card doesn't change the fact that Duress rotates out of Standard with the release of Innistrad and Midnight Hunt later this year. So Duress is Standard legal. If you open the open it up, you have until uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt comes out. Unless they print it in there. But it'll be legal in historic, modern, legacy, and all that stuff, clearly. Uh, Mythical Archive includes both a global version available in Chinese, simplified, translation, uh, English, French, German, Italy, Japanese, Korean, Portuguese, Russian, and Spanish, and a Japanese alternative art version with a special frame and prints only in the Japanese language. James Arnold, senior graphic designer, shared his inspiration about creating the Mythical Archive frames, uh, quote, we wanted to capture the narrative element uniting the frame when working on Strixhaven, and we kept coming back to that question. Simple, but difficult to answer. Why? Yes, it was an incredible, powerful collection of spells, but why did it exist, and for what purpose? The Grand Library of Strixhaven has been an awe-inspiring image since its first appearance uh, on the concept art wall many months prior. The gilded pages of text from ages long ago, the reverence those stylized images hold in our collective imagination. It made sense that an accomplished magical scholar would work in such a way. This was going to be this was going to be swords of plowshare as penned by the hand of someone who had lovingly researched and recorded the spell for the greatest archives in the multiverse. It goes on as well, and they talk about the normal mystical archive frames and then the Japanese mystical archive frames. So both frames accentuate the art to make these mythical archive cards bring an illuminated manuscript feel onto a magic card in a stunning way. And Boy, are these Mythical Archive cards stunning as fuck. So as we covered here, uh, you can get them in set and collector boosters. The foil slot of the set booster has a chance of getting a traditional foil Mythic Archive card. 
rare or rare uncommon mythic as well. So each draft booster, here's some numbers that are going to be important. Each draft booster also has a dedicated slot with an uncommon at a 68 or 67% chance, rare at a 26.4% chance, or a mythic rare at a 6.6% chance of getting a mythical archive card. You can get another mythical archive card in traditional foil in addition to the one that comes in the dedicated slot. So the dedicated slot is going to be the land. There's going to be no uh, land, if I understood correctly. Maybe I'll cover it here in a second. Uh, but when I was listening and reading through this, uh, the land slot, or the token slot, there we go. There's going to be, no, there has to be a token. Oh, my God. We'll cover it in a second here. So when you get a traditional foil mystical archive card, it will replace a Strixhaven common in the booster. Wow. Go me. It's right there. Proud of you. Thank you. That was rough. I'm keeping that in just so you guys can see that I suck sometimes. <laughs> so the collector booster has a minimum of three mystical archive cards. We covered that earlier, and there's a chance for them to get in the Japanese alternative arts. God damn, they look good. So for the third mystical archive card in the collector booster, it will always be a traditional foil uncommon mythical archive card. The traditional foil will be split 50% as to whether it will be global or... Uh, so global is just like the normal text, whatever language you're in, German, Portuguese, Russian, and stuff, or the Japanese alt art version. So approximately 48% of collector boosters, you will get a traditional foil mystical archive rare or mythic rare so this 48% of collector boosters will have a four of the 15 cards of the mystical archive pool. Once again, that will be split 50% as to whether it's a traditional rare or mythic in the global or Japanese uh, alt versions. Okay, so uh, next up, borderless planeswalkers and elder dragons here. You're going to be getting full uh, full art, different arts, borderless planeswalkers and elder dragons we've only seen one elder dragon so far two two oh yeah that's right boros came out yeah just today yep so uh the four planeswalkers aren't only aren't the only borderless foil cards you'll find in the boosters the five founder dragons will be there as well uh there will also be art cards and signature art cards in the collect not the collector boosters in the set boosters uh they really like this thing here of doing the art cards I'm not gonna lie i like them as well the art cards are pretty cool and you do have a five percent chance of getting a signature stamped art card in set boosters and in the collector boosters you can get some of the commander only uh commander only cards that come out and then the core 20 or commander 21 <laughs> sets in extended art like always there is the uh collector Collector booster buy a box promo of Dragon's Guard Elite, which is green one two two human druid magecraft. When you cast or copy an instant sorcery, it gets a plus one plus one counter. And then it has four green green double the number of plus one plus one counters on Dragon Guard Elite. So this will have a buy a box uh, promo art. We cover the context of collector boosters. Told you about the Japanese alt arts. Uh, oh, and then they got the double-sided collector tokens, or double-sided tokens where you can get foil and non-foil versions of them, but they're tokens. Oh, uh, collecting on Arena. This is going to be important because I think this is where they're going to be talking about the legality. There are seven, maybe not in here. It doesn't look like it's on here, mm -hmm. but with the Mythical Archive cards, there are seven cards in the Mythical Archive that are going to be banned in Historic 
that is going to be, if I can remember this off the top of my head, let's see if I can do it, Lightning Bolt, Swords to Plowshare, Demonic Tutor, oh, and now I'm fucking running dry. But those really powerful cards. Yeah. All the one drops. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you can get all these cards uh, in limited drafters and sealed. Japanese alternate arts are card styles of their global counterparts. Versions you open in packs or craft on uh, Magic Arena. Borderless card styles. and the, uh, There's new pets. There's a book with legs. I'm going to quickly look up here, if you don't mind. I mind. The... <laughs> Uh, Why are you looking up how to break modern? No reason. Okay, there we go. So the list of cards that are banned in Historic that are coming out in the Mythical Archives are Channel, which is green-green till end of turn. Anytime you could activate a mana ability, you may pay one life if you do add green or add colorless to your mana. Uh, Counterspell, blue-blue, counter-target spell. Dark Ritual, a single black, add black, black, black to your mana pool. Demonic Tutor, black one, search your library for a card, put it in your hand, shuffle. Lightning Bolt, a single red, deals three damage to any target. Natural Order, two green, green, as an additional cost to cast Natural Order. Sacrifice a green creature, search your library for a green creature card, and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. And then finally, Source the Plowshare, white instant exile a creature, its controller gains life equal to its power. Those are the cards that are banned uh, from the Mystical Archive in Historic. You can play these in draft, though. If you Yay. open them, you get them in draft. I'm not sure how they're going to be on a... Uh, I think these... Yeah, you can get these in arena. Okay. All that, right. That's that's a lot. A little bit of news on Jumpstart for everybody. All right. It looks like MVP alert. Jumpstart and other updates. It appears a small Jumpstart reprint is in route to arrive in the next week or so. The last two reprints did not drive market prices down. Rather, at best, they were many buy- there were many buyers able to catch Amazon or another platform on underpriced flash postings that were gone within hours or minutes. For MVP Direct, we will have a few units posted once confirmed, but likely nothing particular particularly impressive. This is just a note to is just more an alert to interest buyers to keep an eye on the platforms in the next potential deals that pop up. Other MTG updates. Strict Haven Japanese set boosters appear underprinted so far. So we just talked about all those beautiful artwork cards that could be coming out. Looks like they might be a little underprinted at the moment. And all other uh, SKUs likely have suffered sufficient (laughs) print availability. So... It's just a matter of how slash when slash where wizard slash Amazon opts to put those units into the market on a high note. Both. Oh, geez. I am having trouble. Remember. Time spiral remastered. Thank you. Commander legends. Jeez. I'm having trouble with the acronyms sometimes. I gotcha. Collector bo- boosters continue to maintain ultra high pricing with no signs of coming down anytime soon. On the low side, wizard slash Amazon have con- confirmed to now somewhat regularly be dumping older units like Zendikar Rising set boosters, etc. at prices well below cost in many instances. So observant buyers should be able to start timing their cycles to achieve optimal buying slash selling. Yeah, this this is just so uh, 
jumpstart like i saw on amazon there are people selling uh, jumpstart box on amazon for 89 dollars. jeez why so low the second wave has, has to be because right. again remember jumpstart wizard said that this is a print to demand set and oh, i yeah, do true. i do feel people are still demanding jumpstart well because we want those freaking cards i want a lures yeah. It's really the only card I want out of there now. Is Lurus in there? Or uh, Allosaurus Rider? Allosaurus, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Got one copy before it started jumping up. <laughs> one copy. And that's all that J-Dubs had. Yeah, no, it's what? Almost $200 now? Yep. It seems like a good... I bought, I bought one box to Jumpstart and I have a creator half out of it. I mean, that's not that's bad. That's still a $50 card. Yeah. But still a $200 box. Yeah, so keep an eye on whatever you happen to use to buy cards because it looks like Jumpstart could be coming quick. Keep those notifications on. This feels like a good transition over to the Weekly Winners. Uh, Weekly Winners is an amazing article that is written on uh, MTG Stocks. This week it's written by Peter. Uh, They talk about three cards that are moving up in price that are significant enough to note, and then they tell us about three cards that are moving down in price. So let's start off with Chain of Smog. It is a card that has been printed only in Onslaught. It is black, one, sorcery. Target player discards two two cards. That player may copy this spell and may choose a new target for that copy. This card was originally chilling at about 50 cents, but it's now jumped up 4,100%, now at $21. Uh, due to... Turn your porn off. <laughs> God. It's had another 20 minutes. Would have been done already. I wanted to put on a show for you. <laughs> so this card has moved up due to a new card in... Uh, Strixhaven, Wither Bloom Apprentice. This is the card that uh, this is like the combo that I was mentioning earlier. I think I mentioned. Uh, yep. So Wither Bloom Apprentice is green, black, two two human druid magecraft. When you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So, uh, when you take a look at Chain of Smog and how it interacts with this, you might think that watsy had missed something if you target yourself with chain of smog you can choose to copy it unless you're gonna go for hellbent or you're trying to pull some other trick targeting yourself with a discard spell is never a wise move but you keep copying and targeting yourself and you just do that continuously because magecraft reads whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell each opponent gains one life so you just stack it up till whatever your opponent's life total is at and when they all resolve you have no hand but your opponent is dead so it doesn't matter one thing to note here is uh, force of will, uh, silence, and uh, my break trap are ways to really just dink stomp this combo. Pointing that out here, but another combo with it is with Professor Onyx, the new Planeswalker, Black Black Four Legendary Planeswalker Liliana with Magecraft. Uh, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Same concept with that because of that Magecraft ability. It just does it a little faster and is a Planeswalker, so uh, it drains faster. It takes longer to get out and stuff, but 
Chain of Smog, moving up in price. Next, we have Illumination, a card that has only been printed in Mirage. It is white, white, instant, counter-target artifact or enchantment spell. Its controller gains life equal to its converted mana cost, or mana value now. This card has moved up 2,909%, now chilling at $12. Yeah, this card was $0.30 cents just the other week. So two multi-case spikes in one week is pretty unique, especially now. But this week produced exactly two of them. Over a course of seven days, Illumination has spiked to a price of $12.64 and is trailing at a $6.10 market price. So you can still get them around 6 bucks. Uh, the spike is a mystery. A speculative buyout is the first thing that comes to your mind, but most often happens in one or two days, not over the course of seven. The steep increase in price looks like an organic buyout, but no evidence uh, to really talk about that. Uh, no tweets, no YouTube videos, no forum posts or comments can be found mentioning Illumination. 0% play on EDH Rec. Uh, so why would a card with no demand sees no play get bought out? What do buyers What do buyers do that we don't? A speculation of an upcoming spoiler, something that's relevant for vintage EDH, and this is just kind of like a question. Uh, apparently, th there's an edit on this. A few kind Reddit users mentioned a YouTube video from Terlarian Community Co College that featured the card as cheap card that you're not playing in EDH since it was published March 18th, and a card started to rise on that date. So yeah, okay. So it's the it's the uh, the professor doing his thing. Yeah, any any man. Yeah, when you got when you got a following like the professor or like the command zone, you talk about a card that's cheap. It doesn't take that long for it just move up in price like this. No, the commander the the commander zone effect. I think is what it's uh, colloquially coined as. All right, finally in the weekly winners, we have Magma Sliver. This card has several printings, and all of them are moving up in price, but I think the primary one that we're talking about is the Legion's printing of Magma Sliver. Oh, no. Uh, Magma Sliver's only had the one printed. This is just a bunch of different slivers, as we'll read in the article. Yep. Uh, Magma Sliver is red 3 creature sliver for a 3-3. All slivers have tap. Target sliver creature gets plus X plus O till end of turn, where X is the number of slivers on the battlefield. This card has moved up five, uh, 663%, now sitting at $55.86. Uh, Magma Sliver, Synopsis Sliver, Gale Rider Sliver, Brood Sliver, they all are slivers, and ever since Time Spiral Remastered was printed, slivers have been gaining value, especially with Sliver Legion getting reprinted, a very expensive card before, but now you can get for like 50 bucks. So people are now looking at slivers, so powerful sliver cards like that, keep an eye out of them. They'll most likely fall back down, but they're moving up in price. So if you got them, maybe start pitching them off to get some value there. Yeah, yeah. Big G, tell us about those cheap pickups now. All right, some cheap pickups. We've got Turntibber Synopsis. It is sitting at 675 and it's on a stable downtrend. For those of you who don't remember, this is one of the original Moto Double Face cards. Four colorless and three green. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield. If that creature has converted mana cost three or less, it enters with three additional plus one plus one counters on it. The rest to the bottom of your library. And the backside, I believe, is the shock? No. The, the bolt land. Bolt land. There we go. Yeah, the bolt land for green. Yep. Next one is Opposition Agent out of Commander Legends. It is sitting at 1604 with a slight downtrend. 
How the mighty have fallen. Right. So two colorless and a black flash human rogue. Your opponents, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. While an opponent searches a library, they may exile each card they find. You may play those cards as long as they remain exiled and you can spend mana as though it were any color. Next one is Scroll Rack, $25. And specifically, this is the Commander Legends version. And it's on a slight downtrend. Two colorless for an artifact. One colorless. Tap it. Exile any number of cards from your hand face down. Put that many cards on top of your library. From, put that many cards from the top of your library into your hand. Then look at the exile cards and put them on top of your library in any order. It's a lot of fun with those, you know, trying to do an, a miracle decks type of thing where you want to manipulate the top of your deck. Right. Yeah, I was excited. I pulled one of these. I'm still excited, even though it's on a downtrend. Means I have it. Right. So it's I a powerful won, card that people wanted. I have one foil at home. Nice. Or maybe in my bag, actually. If you magic players are interested at all to pick up any of these cards, we highly recommend that you use the amazing online service uh, TCGSniper.com. You sign in, make an account. You can enter in cards, set desired prices of when you get notified if they're moving up or moving down, so that way you can know to buy or sell. It's a very useful tool, highly recommend. And if you go over and sign up for uh, an account, you get a free account, but if you sign up and say that the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus program, where you get 50 cards that you can that you can add in and uh get notified on highly recommend you can, also, you can also do that with the sealed product too right yes jb uh geez i don't know I th- what, I haven't what ever... it's a masters it's a modern Ulti- masters ultimate masters is I it ultimate say. i'm pretty sure it's okay. ultimate masters we'll have to double check with him next week on that but yeah go check out tcg sniper okay now we got a deck of the week this one is a special one because it's a big g deck yeah yeah all right, so this is my Liliana Heretic Healer deck. And it's mono black, obviously. No uh, no tricky business. So Liliana Heretic Healer is one black, two colorless. Legendary creature, human, cleric, lifelink. Whenever another, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile Liliana Heretic Healer and then return to the battlefield. Transformed and... I get a 2-2 black zombie if I do this onto the battlefield. So the whole idea I made this, um, as I put in the show notes, the main goal, have awesome art featuring Liliana. The cool thing for those of you who listened to the first time I was on, my daughter's name is Liliana, so I made this deck because of her. So that way eventually when she teaches or gets taught the ways of the wonderful game Magic the Gathering, she has a deck already made to her and it has her name all over it quite literally. Hopefully that'll get her down for it. It's like, my name's in this? Fuck yeah, I'll play this. Exactly. And then we can tell her that unofficially that's how she got her name. I'm, I'm going to laugh when <laughs> she's like, I stories. hate playing black. <laughs> that's she's, fine. I'm a red mage. No, no, no. no. Really no, just no. stick we it to it. We don't speak that degenerate I magic. will show her the, the ways of the red. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All man, right. Lightning bolt for the win. <laughs> I, I will just give her my mono red uh, modern deck. All right, but then the main like play goal is play zombies, don't let other people have cards in their hand, and make a lot of black mana through the normal means of a mono black deck. So the, you know, Uraborg and Cabal Coffers, I have all the basic swamps. 
is one of the main ways. Um, one of the cool things, so when I obviously put this deck together, I was mainly putting it together for Liliana being its namesake. And I thought it was like, oh, okay, cool. It's a mono black deck. It'll do okay because I can do a lot of fun things. Holy crap. Did I, the first time playing this deck, feel like a horrible person? The deck is dirty. Oh my God. It annihilated. And it was so much fun because I think the big win was, in fact, my favorite card to play in the deck. Torment of Hailfire. That just closes off games already. Right. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Torment of Hailfire is X, two black, repeat the following process X times. Each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. Well, if I'm making sure that nobody has cards in their hand and I'm also doing what black does and killing things, uh, it's pretty clear I might be making a lot of people lose a lot of life. And if I have a lot of black mana to do such things, there we go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this is a fun deck. I enjoy playing it. I don't bust it out too often because I know it can be very mean. <laughs> um, so because I enjoy playing Magic the Gathering with my friends, <laughs> I I don't bring this deck or my Send Triplets deck out very often. I like my friends. I like my friends and I enjoy getting to play with them. This has almost all of the Liliana Planeswalkers. You got Dreadhorde yeah. General when a creature you control dies. It the static ability of it and then you just... Start making zombie creatures. Death Magistrate, Magistrate does yeah. the same thing. Makes a zombie, but it doesn't have a static ability. Uh, Liliana Vest, classic commander card. Yep. Yeah, I have pretty much every single Liliana in here, and they all happen, for the most part, all the ones I put in here work well. So for those who are eager listening at home, yes, Professor Onyx is going in this deck. <laughs> for sure, especially with that... Magecraft, I might start having to update my spell count in this deck yeah, a little it's, bit. Yeah, Instances and Sorceries. You look a little light on that right now. You got 18 spells ranging from Instances and Sorceries in here. So, Well, the Planeswalkers can't come out. That's got to stay at 8. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, no, it's a fun deck. I enjoy playing it. I didn't think I'd have this much fun playing a mono-black deck. And I've got a lot of the stereotypical mono-black things like the sang- Sanguine Bond combo and you know, a couple other things, but I mean, it's fun. And then, yeah, I've got the Revel of Riches, which as soon as it gets <laughs> yep. to the field, everyone just, no, kill it, kill it now. Yep. That, that's, that, that is a, t- uh, a, a kill on spot, remove on spot, counter if you got it. Revel and Riches for black enchantment. When a creature an opponent controls dies, sack a, or uh, create a colorless treasure token. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 10 or more, you win the game. And you have ways to be killing uh, opponents' creatures here. You yeah, got Dictative Erebos. You got Shieldred Whispering <laughs> One. And then just the <laughs> fact, just the sheer fact that you just got like all of these zombies that are getting buffed with like Lord of the Accursed, Lord of the Undead, and uh, the Liliana Enchantment. Uh, where is that? Liliana's Mastery. You're just making like big zombie creatures. This, ugh. This looks so good. It's it's a fun deck to play. I enjoy it. Yeah, and it ramps out. Like this is just mono black, big ramp, play all the amazing spells. Uh one thing about this deck, it is a little a little bit on the pricey end, sitting at just shy of uh, fourteen hundred bucks. Luckily I had most of these cards when I built the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every single one was already in my collection, so it worked out nicely. 
All right, so if you're going to be going for more of that spell mage or spellcraft abilities with the new Liliana, just like ch- 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 tucking in a couple things, like a painful quandary swapping out for a tendrils of agony seems like a, uh, okay, yeah. seems like a good trade off oh, there yeah. for that insta win. I mean, I, I, I definitely say keep the exquisite blood and sanguine bond, oh, yeah, even yeah. though I hate that combo <laughs> so much. Thank you, Danny, you <laughs> son of a bitch. What? And JB2, why does everybody play that when they got a black tech? Because you have Jesus. to. It's an it, automatic it's, it's include. A, yeah, it's it's a pretty much, it's, it's, you have to do it. It's the that. it's black staple. But, it's like but, playing ramp and green. You just have you to have do You have to, it. yeah. You have to. It's like playing Armageddon in the white deck. You just have to. Now Matt's diligently looking at this so he can just go, how am I going to ruin Garrett's? Yep. Day. I don't know about that's ruining. A, that's I'm what just Matt like, does. no. I'm looking at this like thinking of other things to like. I don't know. I'm always I'm always thinking of like what to do in a deck. I I love the fact that you have Nim Deathmantle, the Chain Veil in here. It's just it's so thematic to Liliana. Right. The the big thing though, I gotta question you. Why do you not have Liliana's Reaver? Is that? Just, is, just, I mean, it's not a powerful card, right? It's not a power. Like I said, the main goal is to have cool, awesome art featuring Liliana. So like. There are certain cards in there that have different printings that have Liliana in the art. Um, I can't think of some off the top of my head, but like, uh, yeah, there's just a, and I've done my best on trying to find all the cool cards. Like I scoured for some of these to make sure I have the cool Liliana art. Um, And honestly, that's, I want it to be cool and I want it to be thematic, but at the same time, I'm I'd like to be somewhat competitive. Right, right. So I'd like the deck to do well. That being said, I do need to start building some decks that are just kind of a yeah, I can play this and it's fun. But no, I enjoy playing this one. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get off the get off the ground running, but it's a mono black deck, so it doesn't have much for ramp. So to speak, that's. I mean, you got Soul Ring, Jet Medallion, Frexian Altar. Like, if you want to be, I mean, with that, you got to have creatures on the battlefield. Yeah, and Frexian Altar is conditional. So, I mean, you look very limited in making tokens and stuff to be sacking and yeah, recurring. But I mean, you got like Shieldred to be bringing creatures back. Yeah, and I've got ways to make a bunch of zombie tokens. So, uh, yeah, uh, Damnation, Army of the Damned. There you go. Army of the Damned is here. That's you're making thirteen two two zombie tokens off of that. That you can sack to Frexian Altar, getting thirteen black mana and thirteen death triggers with uh Dictator Verbos, so it's just like wipe the board, cast another spell. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all I got. That was that's my fun quick rundown of my uh mono black commander deck. So I like this a lot. I've played against it and it is very powerful. <laughs> it is very powerful. I can attest to that. But guys, We've made it to the end of an episode here. We finally. I think uh, let's let's take a look here. We made fun of JB enough, or can we can we get, get we? a couple more? Can we get in a couple more jokes before we close out by the end of this? Well, yeah, I'll put some of his stuff here at the boggle desk on the top shelf so he can't reach it. Perfect, it's like his stool. <laughs> so thank you all. Thank you to all of our legendary magic folk for making it to the end of the episode. If you made it to the end of this episode, wow, this was a long one. 
uh, by the time this gets edited. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and any other podcast platform where better podcasts can be found. You can watch us live on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, go subscribe and follow onto those platforms so you can be notified when we go live or when a new episode gets dropped. You can follow us on all of our social medias. We have a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram. You can join the Discord. Uh, you can send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. You can, uh, when you hit us up there, you can send us comments, feedback of any kind. We appreciate it all. We are striving to be your guys' uh, source for all things Magic the Gathering. And finally, make sure to send love over to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for all of your Magic purchases. Do you guys have anything else to say? Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me at uh, Last Minute. Thank you for coming in Last Minute. <laughs> Way to pick up what JB dropped. Yeah, it happens. Which is weird. He's closer to the ground than I am. So I, know. I don't know. You got such it... fast reflexes to pick that up then. Just like, whoosh-cha! Well, and I'm tall, too. So, I, I like, I had to get down there to get it. Or, or like, what you were probably doing was, like, hacking him up. You just, like, followed him up with your foot. Just like, whack, 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 whack. <laughs> um, poor JB. If you, make it to the, if you make it to the end of this episode, JB, this is a specific call-out for you. If you make it to the end of this, tell us... Uh, how much you love playing blue? No, we gotta make something more specific. <laughs> tell us. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Tell us you have solved a Rubik's cube. If you tell us you solved a Rubik's cube, I know you listened to the end of this episode. JB calling you out. He's not listening to this. Oh, and he probably won't either. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week. See ya. Bye bye. Man, so that that stepping stool that JB has at his his house—that's his. We know yep. that multiple purposes. <laughs> it's only that baby Boggle now learns how to climb it, but JB needed it first. <laughs> that's funny because she learned it faster too. <laughs> God, I really hope JB listens to this. <laughs>